Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. Around the world, airline travel right now is really frustrating and chaotic, with flight cancellations, delays and luggage losses. But is it really all down to COVID? Here, Qantas says it is, but that hasn't stopped growing calls for Alan Joyce to resign. Today, business editor Ian Verinder on the Irishman's 14 years at the airline's helm and why we've been falling out of love with our national carrier. Ian, we're all talking about Qantas at the moment, but not in a very good light. You know, people are complaining, baggage is being lost, flights are being delayed. And we really used to love the flying kangaroo, didn't we? So it's a bit sad, really. Uh, Look, I think there's no doubt that Australians as a whole are not as enamoured with Qantas as they once were. I mean, there was a lot of you know, back back in the past, you know, there were people who, who travelling maybe for the first time overseas would not travel on any other airline other than Qantas. And for a very, very long time, Qantas always had the highest standards of customer service and, you know, in inside the cabin and outside as well. Um, that is just not considered to be the case anymore. It's certainly taken a, a battering in terms of its reputation and from, you know, pretty much everybody who's involved with it. It's customers, it's the workforce, and the investors haven't had a great time of it either. Mm, so Alan Joyce, he was on his feet last week sort of announcing another loss. The group had an underlying loss before tax of almost $1.9 billion dollars. What was he saying? Well, he was very much on the defensive, as you'd expect, because I think a lot of the blame that's being sheeted home to him at the moment is for the performance of the airline since the pandemic. Uh, Qantas has seen COVID cost us more money in the past three years than we made in the five years before that. You know, there's incredible amounts of flights that have been cancelled. There's a lot of flights being delayed. Well before sunrise at 4am, the line started snaking outside the terminal at Sydney Airport. Chock a block, man, you know, but we better move. We've got to keep moving, otherwise we're going to miss the bloody plane. I've been here from 5.30 and I missed my flight. Its record in terms of being on time is is one of the worst in the country. And uh, there's baggage that just seems to be, you know, either disappearing altogether or flying off to exotic countries where the where the passengers are. Why don't we have a look at Alan Joyce and his tenure as the CEO of Qantas? Because during that speech last week on Thursday, he seemed to almost relish in the fact that he's had more requests for resignation than perhaps any other public figure. I think the unions were lining up for my blood in 2011 and 2013. Yeah, it was quite extraordinary, really. And, uh, you know, there are calls all over the place for his head, really. Um, I think I've had more resignation requests uh, than uh, than any other CEO or probably any other uh, public figure out there. And from some pretty remarkable sources, I mean, you know, the business press, uh, which is normally fairly conservative, there's been loud calls from various sections of that that, hit, that it's time for him to go, that the, the performance of the airline in the last, you know, half year or so has been quite atrocious. And a lot of that is down to 
his management. I mean, you know, you've seen, you know, a, a virtual war with with its with Qantas employees and the continual sacking and outsourcing of employees. Just you know, it, it's starting to impact on not just the performance of the airline, but the the way customers interact. How much has Qantas actually lost since Alan Joyce? took over as CEO. That was about 14 years ago. Uh, Well, net, it's about $2.8 billion loss. He's had five years of losses uh, in that 14 years. So three of them, the past three, obviously due to the pandemic. Uh, So that's, you can't blame him for that. But there was a loss back in around 2012 of around $240 million. And then another one a couple of years later of $2.8 in one year. Pretty significant figure. You mentioned 2012. So just take me back to the lead up to that and what led to that first big substantial loss. Well, the biggest, I guess, newsworthy event was really the shutting down of the airline, the grounding of the airline on the Saturday before the Melbourne Cup. The head of Qantas called a late afternoon press conference with little notice. What he announced was extraordinary and, in industrial terms, explosive. We have decided to ground the Qantas international and domestic fleets immediately. I repeat, we are grounding the Qantas fleet now. You know, the reason for the shutdown, the grounding of the airline back in 2011 was because there was a long-running dispute uh, with the unions essentially over negotiating a new award. And actually that Saturday is, I think that's Derby Day in in Melbourne. So to ground the airline on that weekend, on that Saturday night, shocked the nation really. There was a lot of people trying to get into Melbourne. A lot of people couldn't get into Melbourne. A lot of people were worried, well, I'm here, how do I get home? I had no idea. I had no notification or anything. Well, we're going to go and hire a car, rent a car and drive back and hope the roads aren't full of other stranded Qantas passengers. I mean, the entire airline across the country essentially was grounded and across the world. And so all up, you had something like 98,000 customers who were stranded around the world. It uh, racked up a $240 million loss for, for the year. Mm, okay, so the race didn't stop the nation in the end. It was Alan Joyce who did it. That's right. It was rather dramatic. How did that all end? Look, it was a, I guess it was a disaster for for the customers. I mean, it really reputational damage was extraordinary. The courts ruled that the dispute had to stop. The government of the day, which was the Gillard government, and Anthony Albanese was the relevant minister at the time, were incredibly angry because they hadn't been told that this was on the cards. At no stage did they raise with any government minister their intention to lock out their workforce and therefore lock out their customers from their business and ground their airline. And then strategically, it was a disaster because what it did was it opened the door for Virgin to essentially really gain a foothold, particularly in the business end of the market, the business travel. And John Borghetti, who was running Virgin at the time, he thought this is the golden opportunity. He put on huge numbers of planes and staff, rolled out the red carpet to everybody who could possibly get on board planes and flew them all into Melbourne. And there were a lot of people who were incredibly grateful and thought, you know what, this is a pretty good alternative to Qantas. So it was it was all around, it was a disaster for everybody, for the for the customers, for the staff, 
for the shareholders and the government of the day were, were left seething. Mm, I say a disaster for everyone but Virgin, by the sound of it, that did quite well out of it. So how did Alan Joyce get things back on track? Well, he didn't really because what happened then was that as customers started to drift across to Virgin, he decided then that he was not going to let his arch rival, John Borghetti, get the upper hand. Mm -hmm. And he started a essentially an airfare war with Virgin. And, you know, air, airfares crashed for the next, really, I guess, two years or so. And essentially, Qantas was then running at a loss. And uh, at that stage, Alan Joyce has gone to, firstly, to the Gillard government, uh, asking for uh, a guarantee over Qantas debts. And then when the Abbott government was elected, he went to the Abbott government and said he wanted a $3 billion loan, essentially, unsecured loan. Uh, and Tony Abbott, I think, was quoted as saying, they asked for it, we talked about it, we rejected it. Mm, okay, so he didn't get the money from the government that time, but why don't we go back to the pandemic? Because, of course, over this period, Qantas has received substantial government support, hasn't it? Yeah, about $2.7 billion all up. Mm. It would be the company that has had the most taxpayer support, the most corporate welfare of any other Australian com company in history. This huge, huge money. But the controversy, as I understand it, is not really about that payment but what Alan Joyce has done during the pandemic with his staff. There's been an ongoing war between Qantas and its workers really ever since Alan Joyce ascended to the top job. When the pandemic hit, Qantas essentially outsourced the jobs of 2,000 baggage handlers. That uh, decision has been challenged in court. The, the federal court essentially said that they breached the Fair Work Act in doing that. Uh, and Qantas is now going to take that case to the High Court. They've asked for leave to appeal to, uh, to challenge that again. But ultimately, they got rid of 2,000 baggage handlers. And now, you know, you can't get your baggage if you get on a Qantas flight. Mm. So Qantas is saving money by outsourcing those jobs. And surprise, surprise, things aren't going according to plan. So, Ian, we have now a very different Qantas than the one we had before Alan Joyce took over 14 years ago. What do you think's next for him? He's on a pretty good paycheck, right? That's right. You know, despite all of these troubles, I mean, Alan Joyce is occasionally featured as the highest paid executive in the country. So I think uh, about three or four years ago, he earned uh, more than $20 million for the year. It's, uh, it's not bad pay, really. But can he really keep hanging on? Well, look, you know, 14 years as a chief executive is pretty extraordinary. The general life of a chief executive of, a, of an Australian public company, it's usually sort of four or five years. 14 years, wow, that's there aren't too many people who've actually done that length of time in that kind of job. Ian Verinder is the ABC's business editor. Last week, Alan Joyce apologised to customers after months of flight cancellations, delays and luggage mishandling and offered a $50 voucher to frequent flyers. This episode was produced and mixed by Sam Dunn and Chris Dengate. Additional production by Sydney Peed and Flint Duxfield. 
Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. To get in touch with the team, email us on abcnewsdaily at abc.net.au. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.